0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to a special edition of Turrmuckle Turmoil. May the force be with you as we bring you sports entertainers salute to Star Wars. We will be discussing both genres here today. Star Wars and pro wrestling, as we have discussed in the past, have a shared lineage, a shared fan base, Lots of similarities there. Coach Mike Jones, have you joined us? Heck
0: yes. May the fourth be with you.
1: Well, may the fourth be with all of us. We are joined by possibly the preeminent sports entertainer-based Star Wars expert, former HBW champion Stumpin' Steve. Stumpin' Steve, thanks for being here. May the fourth be with us.
2: Thank you, May the Definitely. force be with you, guys, well, stuff
1: and Steve, like I said, the fan base is sort of a shared world here. A lot of sports entertainment fans also fans of Star Wars, right. A lot of times, we know that both fan bases can be very passionate as well as very toxic. What has your own experiences told you as far as the
2: fan bases? Um, for me, I've noticed the same goes for, like, comic books, too. It's a lot, of, a lot of wrestlers are into comic books and superheroes and, of course, Star Wars and things like that. So it seems to be pretty broad. Not everybody's a fan, but I would say the majority is some degree of a fan.
1: Now, merchandising is a very important aspect for both worlds. Very passionate fans can spend thousands of pounds, thousands of dollars every year on merchandise and watching the products, so forth, so on. What are some of the most interesting aspects of the merchandise that you've seen out of both worlds?
2: Um, I mean you got action figures you got t-shirts you got you name it I mean it's it, it's a lot of um, you know uh, uh, replicas of um, items like belt replicas and things like that just it's a lot of areas it crosses over now we have seen a lot of
1: replica outfits a lot of the replica weapons that star wars uses have you ever seen a sports entertainer use the star wars merchandise with what they do for the professional wrestling genre
2: i'm just i can't think of a rep i think there's been people use lightsabers and stuff just wave Mm -hmm. them in the ring and try to (laughs) <laughs> do mock duels or whatever or something like that. I've seen a little bit of that going on. I can't, like, point out to one specific instance of it, but I remember seeing some of that.
1: I have seen that. I have also seen people use a forced choke slam. I don't know if you ever, ever tried that.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> I just heard Jim Cornette screaming. Oh, wow. Is he at your place? No, no but just that's the that's thought of what you said.
1: <laughs> well, Coach, I'm sure has many, many, many questions about Star Wars as it relates to sports entertainment that he's been dying to ask you. He's probably got a page and a half just on the book of Boba Fett alone. Coach, ask your questions of Stomp and Steve.
0: Hey, Stomp and Steve! Nice to talk to you, brother. It's been a while.
2: Nice, yeah. Nice to talk to you, coach.
0: So, yeah. What? What is your favorite Star Wars? Probably, it's,
2: that's a very tough one. It's like asking who your favorite child is, I guess, in a way, or something like that. Um, I like. I don't. It's very tough for me because I, the original. But I didn't see it first. I saw Return of the Jedi first, which was the third film ever released. And that was the first one I ever saw in theater, So that one kind of gets a bias because I saw that on my the, my eighth birthday back in 1983.
0: Okay. Yeah, uh, for myself, I don't know. It's, it's sort of weird. It's like. It's almost like some some of the rock bands out there, you know. Their first album's really great, and then their second one's not as good, and the third one's not as good. And then by the time they get to their tenth, it's definitely not as good. What I'm trying to say is I've seen Star Wars first, of course, and then Return of the Jedi, and, you know, just in, in, in order as they came out. Uh, where uh, – I don't know. I just seemed like I liked the first one the best. and On down the line to the last one, I didn't like as much. And I understand course,
3: that.
0: Uh... Yeah. And then here's another thing. It's like, my goodness, Then not they have them in the, in the dollar theaters? So we went and seen, like, Star Wars like 25 times, Return of the Jedi 20 or 15, and, you know... All, the next one like 10 times But after that I only seen them Like just a few times each And then I'm not a fan of Disney Plus so I haven't seen Any of the Mandalorians or anything on there So I guess I'm guilty of that
2: That's understandable
0: Alright So we're, we were uh, I was Proud and honored to sponsor you The, the yo-yo from the first Uh, The first movie there You know, appreciate all you do For Turnbuckle Well, thank you And then uh, What's some of your outlooks on uh, Star Wars Uh, Some of it seems like it's starting to come true
2: I'm having I I, I think they had a new Kenobi trailer For the Kenobi Disney Plus series Released today And I, I think that looks really great and I can't wait for that. That'll be out in a over three weeks. And uh, uh, that's uh, set between the episode three and episode four. And uh, that's go- kind of going back again before the first Star Wars movie in the time frame of the story.
0: Okay, that sounds exciting. Yeah, we'll probably have to catch up on some of those, definitely. What what about the Mandalorian compared to the movies? Uh, Mandalorian is, uh,
2: there's two seasons of the Mandalorian. Um, that started a couple of years ago and then, um, they had another se- season and then, then they had the book of Boba Fett. Uh, the Mandalorian w- ran about eight episodes for each season. And then the book of Boba Fett was about seven. Uh, and, uh, I enjoyed all of them. Um, they kind of um, some people weren't all that happy with the last rounds of the Book of Boba Fett, but that's to be expected sometimes. But um, there's still more series coming, and there's still some there's a lot of them already in the pipeline, are already filmed and just waiting for release and getting they're still getting production uh, effects and think- things worked on.
0: Okay, that's cool. And then my opinion, too, like, you know, the effects from the first Star Wars that was released, like even up to the first three that were released, compared to the last one they had, the last movie, I was like, man, it didn't seem like the effects were that much better in the last movie. What do you think?
2: Oh, uh, I think it depends on what you're looking at. I mean, if it, if it's... The last film, they used a lot of the same techniques that they used for the original. Now, they did use computer generation, but a lot of those times, there's a lot of things that's on the screen that's computer generated that you don't even realize is computer generated. Like, later on, you're like, wow, I didn't realize that background and trees were not even there. They were just a blue screen, and they 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 filmed it outside with a few trees, but they expanded it, and I had no idea. So, I mean, it depends on what it is.
0: That's true, and i do need i think i i um i do need to go through and uh check out like some documentaries or how they were made on each each movie. I think that would help get a little better insight towards the movies,
2: yeah there's a lot of stuff on disney plus it's this it's only like seven six ninety nine seven ninety nine a month so there's might watch all you want on there so.
0: So they already have that on there. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. They have the documentaries
2: and everything. Yeah. They have a lot of documentaries on there too. Yeah.
0: All right. Cool. So yeah, maybe I will try that out, and we'll. By the time we get to next year, hopefully, I'll have seen them all by then. (laughs) Yeah. And do you do any Star Wars uh, themed things on May May the Fourth besides the show today?
2: Uh, not really. I, I just kind of low key about it. I mean, I just can like today. I knew they were going to release that trailer, watch that. And, uh, checking out the merchandise sales, although I haven't bought much or, and just things like that, that's the kind of stuff I buy a little too much. I'm trying to cut back. some. But.
0: <laughs> I know. Uh, everything takes up space, man. It's like I had a huge uh, baseball card collection in the past but it's like when it takes up your whole closet it's like my goodness and then exactly turned out and then i was really disappointed in the baseball card thing too i got into it right about after ken griffey got into or uh started with the mariners where if i would yes and that's
2: that reminds me of my father that's about when he got into it (laughs)
0: And then if I would have got into it just a little bit earlier, like before he he started, then I I probably would have did a lot better because you know I I had some grippies and stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to hold on to them. And then later on, it seemed like they weren't worth as much. If you got into that's like,
2: right, you're talking probably mid 80s or somewhere around there. Yeah. And yeah, uh made it made the late 80s and then it kind of just the bottom fell out sometime in the middle half of the 90s or so. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I was like my my god, I, I thought there was like an investment. I'll spend $20,000 on this investment and then next thing you know, I couldn't get rid of them. It's like people don't even want them for free basically. I'm like, "Come on, man." Yeah, so yeah, yeah,
2: there's selected ones that are they do pretty well, but the other ones that you thought you know, thought so was a hundred dollar card back in nineteen eighty nine. Uh, now it just some of those have just kind of went down to them, not much. Yeah. <laughs> and you, so, think yeah, they I and you thought they would have gone higher? Yeah, and you thought yeah, they would have went unless you got a Mickey Mantle rookie card from way back.
0: I know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, key- I think I'm good. I think I'm good for now. I got Wild Lyle's calling in. He's a huge Star Wars fan. I would imagine you guys have some stuff that's in common. He should be calling any minute.
2: Okay, great.
1: Well, Stomp and Steve, some people, as we know, actually work for Star Wars gimmicks. If you pay people in Star Wars gimmicks, they'll do work for you. What would you say has been the strangest work you've seen people do in exchange for Star Wars gimmicks? Hmm.
2: I don't know. Make posters. (laughs) Make make flyers. Very interesting. I don't know if that would be the strangest, though. But I don't know. I, I don't know a whole lot of people, though. <laughs> I guess. Now I'm sure you've worked
1: for Star Wars gimmicks before. What's the yeah. most prized Star Wars gimmick you've ever received as compensation to this point?
2: I've had a. i have had a... okay. There is a book on. Um, Darth Vader that I was sent and I've got a lot of cool stuff I mean in the last year or so or recently even. but maybe trying to think how long ago it was it may have been three years ago um, it, was a, it was a book on Darth Vader um, it's about how when, when Darth Vader died how his they kind of helped bring his how, how he was able to materialize into a spirit form. And that that book I didn't have, and I read it, and it was really interesting. And uh, a certain nice guy sent that to me. And uh, that was uh, probably one of my favorites.
1: Well, Well, it looks like we do have the aforementioned NGW champion, Wild Wild. Wild Wild, are you with us?
0: Yes, I am. Here I am, the wild one.
1: Well, may the 4th be with you, and I don't know if you've met Stompin' Steve, but wild, Lyle, Lyle something, Steve, Stompin' Steve, wild, Lyle, Lyle.
2: How are do you doing, sir? May the 4th four- be with you.
4: May the 4th be with you as well. I'm always happy to be on Thank Turnbuckle, you. Turmoil. Wild, wild, well, the first- day.
1: Asking Stomp and Steve earlier, and I'll ask you. It seems the fan bases cross between Star Wars and sports entertainment quite a bit. What are your observations on the two fan bases?
4: Sports entertainment and Star Wars. You know, Star Wars is more of a cult. I mean, it has uh, a huge following. I mean, but pro wrestling. I mean, it also has the same similar following. You know, people just want to believe in sci-fi, and people want to believe in fantasy, so it's a good opportunity for both.
1: So, merchandising is also a very big factor for both. What do you think of the merchandising that has exploded out of both of these worlds, sports entertainment and Star
2: Wars?
4: Of course, the great action figures you know I mean Star Wars has branched off through a lot of different like Lego franchises and different things of you know big and small size uh but it's interesting to see you know the original Star Wars toys, one of my buddies has uh a handful of them, and uh you know they don't they don't really move you know just like the original uh pro wrestling uh action figures as well, but you know they kind of adapted over time became a little bit. Uh, more eccentric, I guess.
1: What would you say is your most prized Star Wars memorabilia piece that you have in your collection?
4: Uh, you know, I've I've loved Star Wars, you know, since I was a baby. Um, most prized. Jeez, uh, it's so hard because there's so many different things. Um, I don't know a lot of a lot of my real prized ones aren't exactly the most expensive or anything. I've got a handful of uh Millennium Falcons that my my mom gave me for doing for doing odds and ends work. Uh she paid me for working on her truck one time with Star Wars toys and uh, I would say those are probably the most prized ones for me.
1: So we were just discussing people working for Star Wars gimmicks. What's the strangest work that you've seen someone do in exchange for Star Wars
4: gimmicks? Oh, wow. Um, let's see. I, was, I remember as a kid growing up, like, uh, I was always doing stuff for Star Wars, you know, like toys and, and paraphernalia. But nothing really comes to mind specifically as far as story-wise.
1: All right. Well, Stomp and Steve, you've been able to understand this Book of Boba Fett where some of us have not. It was a complicated twist and turn of a story. How would you compare the Book of Boba Fett to a modern-day pro-wrestling show, Like, what would you most compare it to? How would you see the similarities between said show?
2: Wow. Uh, I don't... Hmm. Well, you could almost kind of say Boba Fett has evolved since he was swallowed by the Sarlacc bed, and he kind of over time kind of got more of a good guy, face type persona, wants to do better. I guess you could look at it that way.
1: Well, how did you have, like as far as a a wrestling show, what would you most compare it to?
2: (laughs) <laughs> mm. I really don't know
4: huh. yeah, That's kind of a complicated question Sign Like Star Wars all in itself Like for me When I think about Star Wars And I think about shows Like I get like stupid crazy Into all of like the beginnings And all of everything So Star Wars has to be perfect Right Like that's one separation from like Pro wrestling is a Opposed to like Star Wars because of the the cult following, right? Like Star Wars just has to be absolutely perfect. As opposed to pro wrestling, like it doesn't have to be perfect. It can adapt. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah, and there's a lot more pro wrestling on TV than there is Star Wars. Even though there's quite a bit of Star Wars now, there's nowhere near as much. You have it. You don't have a weekly show. You know.
4: <laughs> Indeed. Shows. I got a trivia question for you, Sign. Go for it. All right. What was the first appearance of Boba Fett?
1: The holiday special.
4: Oh, geez. November seventeenth,
1: 1978. Yes. Wow. Some of yep. Arthur's best
4: work.
2: B. Arthur? <laughs> the Akmina, Oc- the
4: bartender. Yes. <laughs> B.
1: Arthur. B. Arthur, yeah. <laughs> now, Stavis, have you ever dressed up as B. Arthur from the holiday special?
0: No, no, no.
2: <laughs> oh, come on. Well, she was actually the nighttime bartender, is what the, the legends used to say. She was a nighttime bartender, and the woo-her guy was the daytime um, that you saw in A New Hope that yells about, hey, we don't serve their kind here. <laughs> That's what they used to say, anyway. Now,
0: while,
1: while George Lucas is not a fan of the holiday special, what were your thoughts on it overall?
4: Uh, you know, it was – it was good. You, George, George Lucas, you know, he, uh, when he did that holiday special, he tried to, from what I was reading is he tried to cram a lot of different things in there. Cause like he, so he actually didn't attend the 1977 premiere of star Wars because he thought it was going to be a flop. So for him, when he was doing the, the holiday special, like he still had that flop ideology in mind. And so like a lot of it was just crammed together. So like with, the first appearance of Boba Fett and like how they they initiated a lot of different variables. Uh, He said that was the only like Star Wars anything that wasn't fully thought through, but overall was good, I think. Uh, That
0: was kind of a product of its time.
4: It it
1: seemed to me like the holiday special was kind of like, almost like an independent show where, People have ideas that they don't really think of, but they got to throw something in front of the crowd, so they just kind of rushed and threw whatever they had. Stomp and see. Would you equate it similar to that?
2: Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, that's pretty. That's that's not all of it, but maybe you know, like the Boba Fett cartoon. Most people like that, but the rest of the show, they're kind of like. Well, it's kind of fun to see the people on screen, you know, the actors. But then again, you know, it just gets so crazy. You know, it's it's just it's it's like it's a more it's it's more of a product of its time than the movies were.
1: Well, Lyle, what about you? Would you kind of compare it to kind of an independent type of deal?
4: Uh, well, you know, like I said previously before, you know, with it being smashed together, um, I mean, it, it does appear to be very independent just because of the fact that um, beyond that, beyond that, those first two, you know, that, were well, that one within itself, beyond that, like, everything just really evolved, like, exponentially, you know, as far as, like, cr- crowd-based. And, like, it really became a cult following. For me, as a kid, I mean, I, I invested, like, great deals of my time with the comics, with the books, you know, in addition to movies, like there was just, I couldn't get enough information.
1: Well, I will pass things back over to coach for a bit. I'm sure coach has a lot of questions. Probably he's very curious about the Mandalorian.
0: All right. uh, Lyle, uh, what what was your favorite Star Wars movie?
4: All right. You know, recently, I mean, I would say recently Rogue One is really good. Um, but, you know, you got to go with New Hope just because of the fact that, like, just the introduction of everything, the character building, uh, you know, just the, the adaptation of that. Like, in you just start from the beginning. And that was it for me, so.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, I said the same thing. And then what about the new series they got coming up or that they've had? I,
4: you know, I'm really excited about a lot of different things, uh, Ahsoka, uh, because the fact that they're, um, Dave Filoni is, uh, ad- adapting like, you know, like the Bad Batch and adapting the Clone Wars, um, his ideals into it, and it's, it's really like branched off, uh, Mandalorian, uh, for me, is really amazing, like, I, I, just, to geek out with the baby Yoda, you know, the Grogu character, because I I just had so much uh, connection with, you know, Yoda uh, growing up. So like that, that kind of is pretty awesome. But Qui-Gon, I'm I'm really excited about Qui-Gon. That's our Obi-Wan series, sorry. The Obi-Wan series, I'm
0: really,
4: it's going to be good.
0: Steve, what do you think about those?
2: About the Obi-Wan series? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be great. And you said Qui-Gon, and I think he may end up showing up. The spirit of Qui-Gon may show up by the end of it. (laughs) I think it's going to be really great. They had a new trailer today.
0: And, Lyle, what do you think the direction is going to be in the future? Do you have any ideas what they might do on the next movies?
4: Uh, it's hard to say, uh, but if you, you follow Clone Wars, um, you know, like with the way that uh, Dave Filoni has adapted that, a lot of that's going to be in, in the initial direction uh, with, you know, like uh, as far as, um, you know, I'm, I'm just facing, I'm, I'm thinking of so many different things. Like, like I was saying with the Stoka. And then to finalize, to finalize that scene with Ahsoka and Darth Vader, like, I really want to see some sort of adaptation with that. Because uh, at the end of uh, the Clone Wars series, uh, Ahsoka Tanu fights Vader, you know, so for them to uh, bring in Hayden Christensen, uh, you know, that's, that gives me chills because that, that, that gives the development of any sort of Darth Vader series. But if if they do a Darth Vader series, I'd like to see him a badass, not some wimp. <laughs>
0: All right. And Steve, what what do you hope they do in the future for movies?
2: Um, I'm I'm not sure uh, as far as movies goes. There's supposed to be a uh, Rogue Fighter movie, Squoke Squadron, uh, but as far as, I'm not sure what they're going to do past that. Uh, I would kind of like to see them branch off with the characters who were in the sequels. I know a lot of people didn't like them, but I think a lot of people didn't like the prequels 15 to 20 years ago. And I think kind of people have evolved and a lot more people like them now than they did 15 to 20 years ago. And part of that was because the Clone Wars by Dave Filoni, the series kind of fleshed out the characters more because he had a lot more time to do it. And I think maybe they could uh, even do Disney plus series on, from the characters from the sequels and uh, flesh them out even more and maybe getting people more into those it'll make the movies look better in hindsight so
0: all right right on and i think we got a couple other co- people calling in uh scott dutton said and joe love might call in is what i heard what were we going to say lyle
4: oh i was going to say with uh uh one thing that i heard though with uh they were considering going with more of a, a Knights of the Old Republic direction and implementing what they were going to call the Haze of the Force to uh, because of the the dislike of the new edition of the, the 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 new characters. So they were going to like try and use like the multiverse scenario in Star Wars. I heard that's possible implementation for future because of the dislike of the newest uh, character adaptation. <laughs>
2: They might do that. I'm I'm not sure. It's kind of like like I said, like the prequels. I thought I saw it every day from '99 to 2005 online on forums. There wasn't much social media back then, but if there was, it would have been as bad as today probably, because it's just constant people saying they shouldn't be canon. George should, lost his mind. I heard all that stuff. And it's like some people some people don't even remember it happening now. Some people don't remember, or are too young to remember, or, or just didn't get on the forms back then. I don't know.
1: Well, we do have one other person with us, so let's bring him on.
3: We got the color out of the 206. That would be Scott or Seds.
1: Seds, hey. my boss from
3: CPW. There it is.
0: What's well, on, got
1: Wild Lyle and Stump and Steve here discussing the Star Wars. I'll throw one of the questions we asked them at you. There's a lot of crossover as far as fan bases, I think, between Star Wars and sports entertainment. What's your opinion on the fan bases and how they are similar and
3: different? Um, boy, you had to throw me the tough question, didn't you? Well, yeah, there's, I mean, forgive me for saying this, but we all, all the people that like Star Wars also like just about every sci-fi, and you throw in a wrestling character that has anything to do with sci-fi, I've used lightsabers many, many, many times, it becomes an instant hit. So there, I mean, there's there's similarities there, but you're not going to have... The casual fan of wrestling that would be in the same bucket as somebody that really, really likes Star Wars. If they don't like one or the other, they don't like both. As far as merchandising
1: goes, we've seen both worlds really explode. As far as merchandise, it's become a huge part of both worlds. What's your take on the merchandising aspect for both?
3: Um, I actually know a character that uh, used to be a character that was super big on merchandising for wrestling around Star Wars-ish to a point that he got a letter of season assist from Disney. Um, And it was relatively pretty funny. But as far as merchandising goes, I mean, you can merchandise anything as long as you have something that's going to be popular.
1: Well, Coach, you have some questions for Seds.
0: So, Seds, what was your favorite movie in the Star Wars series?
3: Honestly, I like the most recent one, the last one in the whole series. And uh, I'll tell you why i i have never seen when the emperor actually use like what is the extent of his power and that would be my favorite movie because they showed off what the extent
0: of his power was okay have you seen all the series in uh, everything they offer on star wars
3: I've seen just about everything. I haven't seen the latest uh, Boba Fett, but that's okay. about it. I've seen just about everything. I am very excited about the new upcoming Obi-Wan.
0: Okay, and what was your opinion on The Mandalorian?
3: The Mandalorian was really good. I actually liked that. I was more entertained by that than like the first Boba Fett, um, just because... They should have done it backwards. They should have released Boba Fett first and then done The Mandalorian to actually keep it in the timeline. But they kind of went back and forth, so it got me all messed up. Um, I am looking forward to Obi-Wan. And then I heard a random rumor that they're going to do Yoda's backstory, like Yoda's people, where they came from, how they come into existence. And I would love to see that.
0: All right. Okay, I, I guess I'm good for now, Brother for sign.
1: All right. Now, said, if you had to pick one character out of Star Wars that you think would transition to be the perfect sports entertainer, who are you picking to do that? Mace Windu.
3: <laughs> Interesting. Before or after the arm got cut off? Uh, After. Just because he's pretty much allowed to do whatever he wants, so that'd be definitely an interesting entertainment, sports entertainment character, for sure.
1: Something and see. What about you? Who would be the perfect crossover? <laughs>
2: hmm. Maybe somebody, I don't know, from the Mandalorian or something. I don't know. Well, you know, Sasha Banks is, was already a Mandalorian. So, yep. <laughs> um, I, 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 don't, I should know this, but I really can't. My mind draws a blank.
0: All right.
1: Well, why? what about you? Who would cross over the best Star Wars character going into sports entertainment?
4: <clears throat> uh, here. I would have to think. You know, any 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 good rookie crossing over would be pretty funny. Uh, you know, you get you get an angry rookie, and then you see some arms being ripped off. So that'd be good sports entertainment. That's true. That's true. So Chewbacca wins it oh. for me
1: if we flip side it who would you say would make the best Star Wars character out of someone coming from the sports entertainment world we know Sasha Banks I believe was the first to be that crossover but if you had to pick someone else to come over and be in the Star Wars franchise who do you think would
3: most fit Kane Kane would be an interesting one to, to put into the Star Wars franchise Do you have a
1: specific species for him?
3: I don't know about a species, but it would be interesting to either see him as some form of, like, Super Jedi or Hornswoggle as a Yoda. <laughs> that I would
1: like to see for sure.
0: <laughs> I got one. Yeah. I think the abyss, the, the abyss would be uh, Chewbacca and uh, Princess Leia's son. There you go.
1: <laughs> I can see that maybe abyss being there. Okay. So let see. Who do you think would cross over, flip side in that? <sighs>
2: I, I'm i kind of spaced.
1: <laughs> oh, I get it, because Star Wars is set in space. Well, no. <laughs> I see what you did there. You've been waiting for a whole year to break that out. Sure, sure. I'm not that smart. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, why? what about you? Who do you think would... Be the best sports entertainer to make that transition over to Star Wars.
4: Let's go, Charles Barkley. (laughs) He'd be a good character. I remember him as a cartoon character growing up as a kid. He'd be a good Star Wars character.
1: All right.
0: Oh, I got to see. Hey, I got it. Excuse me, sign. I got a scene for Charles Barkley being in there. Okay. He might try to throw one, <laughs> throw, throw one of the midgets and then get zapped. Okay. <laughs>
1: like if uh, Moss Eisley, King and Tina, maybe.
0: Exactly. So, I got,
4: I got a fun trivia thing. You know. Luke Skywalker. George Lucas's original idea was to have him as a midget. So wow. when they had this, when they had the scene where uh, Princess Leia says, "Aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper?" It's a it pays homage to that to that original idea. Cool.
1: Well, I believe the original name also was. Starkiller, if I recall correctly.
4: Yeah, and then that's why in the new one they use the Star Killer base.
1: Exactly. Now, Stomp and Steve, I'll throw this out to you. You've probably thought of this for years. George Lucas created the Star Wars Empire. He I mean, billions of dollars off of it, especially after the sale to Disney. But he created this world. He was seen, good or bad, as the driving force. Vincent Kennedy McMahon has been credited as the creator of sports entertainment, and good or bad, he's often seen as the guiding force behind it. How would you compare the two?
2: Well, uh, in a way that George really wanted things the way George wanted them, and he didn't want—he wanted very little input. I mean, I guess he wanted some. He wanted people to design things, and uh, he would say, "I wanted to, you know design all these things for me, and I'll pick out the ones I like." Um, and uh, he kind of was, what you, even the people that worked for him said he was kind of the dictator there, which not necessarily a bad dictator, but, you know, the, he controlled it all. And nothing gets okayed without his, you know, say-so. That's up until he, he sold it, and that was, you know, his choice, which, and he, he handpicked his successor, and now that successor gets all kinds of flack. But, you know, it's kind of like you hear rumors about, uh, WWE being sold in the last year or so, and of course, it hasn't happened yet. But whether or not it does, that's a matter of you know, I figured it would stay in the family, but who knows? But I, but I digress.
1: <clears throat> Fred, how would you compare the two? Well,
3: let's think about that. (laughs) I don't have an answer for that right now.
1: All right, we'll circle back. Lyle, Lyle, what about you? Do you have a comparison between George Lucas and VKM?
4: Uh, I would just say that they're both great innovators, you know, with uh, future insight, creating something that... You know wasn't just something at its time it was something that was just like well beyond its time, you know, just like something that was that was uh original you know I mean of course, with pro wrestling it wasn't always original, but at least with his adaptation of wanting to go with such a big franchise um uh, you know that was an original idea, just with the whole innovator aspect. <clears throat> Now, Coach, you
1: obviously are a promoter as well. People would label George Lucas, I think, as a promoter. Vince McMahon, obviously a promoter. How would you compare the two?
0: Well, I was a big George Lucas fan. I'm grateful for him creating it and the legacy he's got. So, you know, Vince McMahon's got a great legacy, too, so... Those are pretty identical.
1: Sed, did you have time to think of something?
3: (laughs) Am I, which one am I answering? (laughs) Uh, Lucas
1: versus McMahon comparison.
3: Uh, I I don't really know if there can be a comparison because they're two vastly different aspects. Lucas is is a brilliant cinematographer. He understands how people are going to see a one-dimensional screen you know, flat, up front of you. Vince has a 360-degree view as of the ring itself. So if you compare the two, especially in some cinematography, there are similarities, especially if you watch WWE. You will see things like, that guy screwed up, and the camera angle changed. Uh, so it's similar, yet vastly different from what you could compare, that makes sense
1: Yeah, it definitely does Stomping Steve like I was saying the book of Boba Fett seemed to confuse a lot of us especially when it had no Boba Fett at all in it but yet it was the book of Boba Fett could you break down exactly what it was we saw?
2: Are you talking the entire season or
1: that would be a help if you could give us like a basic short rundown of what exactly we were supposed to take away from Boba Fett.
2: Okay, well it kind of starts when he from what I can recall and I I haven't I've watched each episode at least once, but uh, he gets out of the it starts when he gets out of the Sarlacc pit, but it kind of flashes forward. So he, when he's healing in his back, to tank he remembers what happened to him. Uh, once he, well, first of all, he at the end of Mandalorian season two, just backing up here. He, he, you know, he raids Jabba's palace, uh, and Bib Fortuna has taken it over, and he shoots Bib Fortuna and takes over uh java's empire or his uh you know control of partial control of Tatooine and uh he's going into his back to tank and he's remembering the past five years six years of when he got out of the sarlacc pit and and when he was he the tuscan raiders helped him and he uh he helped the tuscan raiders out and lived with them for a good long time and all his uh, things with them and uh, meeting up with Finnick later and uh, his tribe getting killed off and things like that and leading up to when he took over <laughs> at Java's palace. So it's kind of like it keeps flashing back to those things, and a lot of people didn't like that kind of thing jumbling around in time.
1: While while I presume you watched the book of Bola Fett, was it easy for you to follow along with it, or did you have trouble understanding exactly what they were trying to do with it?
4: Uh, You know, I I know that they've done a lot of memory back and forth. Uh, There's been a lot of – I I followed. It was – you know, it, it only took me a minute. And especially with how they developed the story of, you know, one thing that upset me though is in that he comes out and the the Tuscan save him. But so originally he was saved by Boss Uh And so that was a weird, a weird adaptive role for them to, to use with that. But I liked how they use the, um, the sand people in it. And that was a, that that was a good implementation of how the different uh, the Tuscan Raiders, how how they can use different species that were already there and fan favorites. So that was a good branch off. So I think Boba Fett was designed to be a branch off for series as opposed to be like independent by itself. Kind of I, I seemed because they didn't focus a lot on Boba Fett, and the best shows were when the Mandalorian was in.
1: Since, did you have an opinion on Book of Boba Fett?
3: I didn't see it all, so I really don't have an opinion on it. Sorry.
1: That's <laughs> no, all that I one.
3: really No opinion? Really yeah. Do. I, just, I just couldn't get into that one for some reason.
1: You need to have Stomp and Steve sit down with you and explain the whole thing and make it easy to understand. That way you'd be more prone to maybe liking it.
3: Maybe I just yeah I, I I was sort of happy with the Mandalorian. It was interesting, and then it just kind of stopped. And then uh, just some of the offshoots—they seem like their content has been really thin.
1: Stomp and Steve, if you were to put out a YouTube channel, I think it would really help Fed's out in understanding <laughs> Book Boba Fett.
2: People would already do that f- far better than I could ever do it. So, um, but if you're
1: gonna watch, it's only two episodes said of that, yet. Though,
2: well, yeah, I, well, if you're gonna like the sixth and seventh episode is probably the best two episodes of the Book of Boba Fett, and the sixth one, uh, Boba Fett's not even in. It's pretty. It's almost like a another episode of The Mandalorian, and um, then it leads into the seventh, and that's when. But so there's like one episode Boba's not in, except it's like the, the very end of the of the. Actually, he's it's actually almost two episodes he's not in, and, but at the very end he's in it. But he's in a, he's in at least he's in five out of seven of his episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting
1: down to the last few minutes of the show here, and of course we always like to give people chance to say what they would like, plug what they would like, promote what they would like. So as we near the end, Stomp and Steve, anything you want to say, plug, promote?
2: Uh, no, I really don't have anything right now going on. I haven't been involved in anything in a good long time. So, Well, that'll
1: change once you get that YouTube series up and running that we need.
0: Hey, hey, uh, they, I think Steve, they got the market
2: you, cornered. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Hey,
0: Steve, how do they get a hold of you?
2: Uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, just look up Stomping Steve on Twitter, and uh, I think I think I think you just that's the handle. I'm not even sure what it is. <laughs> I, I use Twitter, but I don't even think about what my username is. You'd probably just look up Stomping and Steve, and it should show up. And uh, just look up Steve Stomp and Steve Bragg on Facebook.
0: All right, thank you. I want to thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you. All
1: right. While while anything you want to say, plug, promote, go right ahead.
4: All right. Well, you can find me at the next CPDW show, Marysville Strawberry Festival. It's gonna be. Very exciting, very prominent adventure for us, NGW, CPW coming together, uh, well, CPW show, sorry, let's face off there, uh, so that's June 18th, and then an unconfirmed yet confirmed July show we'll be talking about here soon, and then you can find me at on Facebook, Real School Army. Yeah, that's
1: about it. Speaking of the aforementioned, W, Sage, anything you want to say, plug, or promote, go right ahead.
3: Lyle stole all my stuff.
0: Aww, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh, we're,
3: well, we're going to be at Strawberry Fest, and I'm sure everybody's going to be able to see that. Um, we have an unbelievable amount of press coming out, and, and you guys are about the fourth person I've talked to today alone. Um, we, the Marysville Strawberry Fest is very excited to have us, and uh, family-friendly show, free show, bring kids, bring family, go on rides, eat good food, listen to music, watch wrestling. Great day. June 18th, flyers are everywhere. You can find me at under Scott Dutton, which is my real name. Um <laughs> On on Facebook.
0: All right, all thank right, you so much, Coach. Yeah, you can find me at Coach Mike Jones, the Coach with the Most. Also, Coach Mike Jones on Book, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Also, don't forget to check out the NGW Green Room for hundreds of interviews of wrestlers all over the world, and the greatest faction in the wor- world, the Real School Army, and also the Seattle Mariners Organizational Report, and then the Cincinnati Reds Organizational Report with myself and the one and only Sign Guy. And if you're looking for a car in the Washington area, western Washington, or even online in Washington, you can go to SNS and s Best Auto in Auburn, Washington. Just tell them Wild Lowland and Coach Mike Jones sent you. And I've got a very special NGW Green Room coming today That is gonna uh, Things are gonna start going big for NGW And uh, we're hoping to make wrestling A little bit better than it's been around here It's already doing pretty good around here But uh, We got a little bit more to offer The wrestling community and and the Northwest And entertainment around here And uh, we're gonna be Taking full advantage of that so NGW Green Room today, it'll be released later today, for the interview I got coming up today.
1: All right, well, we look forward to that. So don't forget, fans, you can find us at our normal day and time this week. Friday, we will have Phil Good with us, manager of the Real School Army, Phil Good. He will be here. Sunday, we continue on with Blade Month. Brian Blade will be with this fantastic competitor out of the Nebraska area. You can also look for the Blade Month flyer, which Stompin' Steve, can you confirm that was made work exchange for yeah, Star Wars given?
2: No, it has a red background with um, blades on it. It does, <laughs> which is which was kind of requested. Thank you so much.
1: Now, what kind of Star Wars gimmick did you get for making that?
2: I got some neat stuff.
1: All right. Well,
2: <laughs> that I appreciate May, very much. We
1: will be back with you. Everybody, stay safe out there. Everybody, May the Fourth be with you. We'll be back with you in just a couple of days. Be safe out there, especially if you go to any moons that look like they may be space stations.